Look, if there's any episode to reflect on your life and say about that, it's this episode. You can yeah. be proud of your accomplishments. I, you should you. be. Yeah, and every everybody should. Like, I'm trying. Like, I want every girl to have this energy in 2019. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Oh, it's my... Welcome back to another... <laughs> Oh man! Welcome back to another this episode might be rough. of Girls Got to Eat. Welcome back and Happy New Year. Well, oh, I mean, tomorrow, if you're listening on Monday, it's New Year's Eve that this comes out. Oh man, <laughs> it's still the New Year. Still, yeah, Happy to that. I mean, whatever. Happy 2019. Happy New Year's Eve or New Year. Whenever you're listening to this, it's a new, it's a new, whole new world, new beginnings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hope you all have your sequin outfits picked out for tonight. Your champagne on on ice. Yes. Well, first of all, thanks to Scentbird, a luxury <laughs> perfume <laughs> subscription service for supporting Girls Gotta Eat. Go to scentbird.com slash GGE and use code GGE for 50% off your first month of Scentbird. Thank you again. We will talk about them more later in the episode. And then just one more thank you to Living Proof for supporting Girls Gotta Eat as well. Uh, switch to Living Proof today by visiting livingproof.com slash GGE and use the promo code GGE to get a free sample of their award-winning dry shampoo with your purchase. And we'll talk more about these um, towards the middle of the episode very passionately um but we are coming to you as we record live from ashley's sprawling farm in delaware <laughs> yeah coming to you from the delaware hq from one of the houses on the property <laughs> i slept in three bedrooms last night in one of ashley's houses like the side piece house. <laughs> this isn't even the nice house. This is the Stop side it. piece house. Oh my God. Okay. So this isn't even our regular house. This is just our like side house. That's okay. Yeah. I don't know what to say. You make it sound like we're some like millionaire family. We are not. We have a big farm. It's been in the family for years. Like my, it's my grandfather's farm that my parents live on now. And there, there's this big farmhouse. And then my parents built a house on the property as well. So the farmhouse is the side piece house. <laughs> so, of course, that's where we stayed. Cars everywhere. <laughs> my dad's a car guy. Tons of cars. Everywhere big you car look. Guy. Every, big car, small car, tractor, car, truck bed. <laughs> There's tractors, <laughs> trucks everywhere. Um, no, this is great. I like seeing you in this element. You know, like, I mean, we didn't, like, grow up together. And, like, we haven't been friends that many years. And so, like, I have not seen you in this element. I feel like you, like, really get to know somebody by you seeing, like, where they yeah. grew up. Yeah, for sure. Right. So we met, and I'm just, like, a New York City girl. And then come, come to the farm. Live the live the farm life. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't do any farm activities. Like we don't have animals on this farm. It's well, just we took a walk yesterday. We take a walk on the farm with the dogs every day. <laughs> we had to force Raina out in the house. She wore an outfit for it. <laughs> it was a Luke. It was a Luke. But yeah, we don't. I'm not out. I'm not like you know, like do feeding f- the cows or anything. Do farming, but like make it fashion. <laughs> <laughs> It's called fashion. Ever heard of it? I I have looked like shit for four days. All I've eaten is dip. I haven't done anything besides eat dip for four days, and I feel great. Speaking of the dips, so we talked about this on our one of our holiday episodes. My family, every Christmas Eve, we developed this tradition. Not that we haven't done it that long, probably over the fa- past five years, where we have an appetizer contest. And we have about a dozen people come over, friends and family, and everybody makes an appetizer, and then we have 
we have like two winners. It's usually a hot appetizer and a cold appetizer winner this year. It was just number one and two. And Raina texted me. I was like, Hey, you have to make an appetizer. And she was like, what do you make? I'm like, you know what I make? I make Rotel and queso. And she was like, you just heat the cheese up. And I'm like, yeah, she's like, that's the bar. And I was like, that's my bar. Everybody else really tries. And you didn't know quite how hard people tried. You were like, we'll just wait. I'm about to put my appetizer dick on the table. You texted me that. I was like, I, I, like, I have the best appetizer. I'm not going to measure anything. I'm just going to like pick some stuff up that I think sounds good together. Yes. Like I just assumed Rotel cheese was like the bar. It was not. I mean, it's not like people are out here like cooking gourmet meals, but people people did some stuff. Well, let's talk and about like, let's be clear. Like, that's me being funny and lazy, and also it's delicious, but also I got zero votes. Like, I don't even vote for myself. Like, I know I know what it is. I know what I'm bringing to the table. <laughs> I'm a strong five. I know what I'm actually bringing to the table. I had like four bottles of wine with your dad. <laughs> Who even knows what happened? You were trying to go drink for a drink for my dad. Literally, you said the funniest thing I've ever heard last night. Power move or death wish. Well, you were like going drink to drink with Ashley's dad, psycho or power move. I was like, psycho or death wish. Like, why would you do that? He's just like, every time I look at him, he's filling up another glass, but he never gets drunk. It's insane. He's drunk. I mean, how he could he not it. be? He, he hides it really well. <laughs> <laughs> but let's talk about the appetizer party because you were like, oh, I'm, I'm, I got this. I got this. Yeah, and I was excited. Okay, so I decided the stuff that sounded good to you, I was going to make like a corn and bacon dip. So I good. put leeks in it. It was just like sour cream and cream cheese and cheddar cheese. and It was just delicious. It's, it's, it's so good. The I, corn. I measured such. nothing. I right. just bought a bunch of stuff just went it together. Um, and I figured like that was like pretty high end for what was going on. And I asked um, Ashley's brother's girlfriend what she was making. She's like, I'm just going to make a dip. And she made it sound so shitty. She was like, you know, there's like breadsticks or some kind of like bread thing involved. I don't know. Whatever. I'll just do a thing. We looked over at her. She had made a Christmas tree. She had cut out the branches and twisted them so that the pastry was twirled with the dip. It was a beautiful Christmas tree. It was delicious. It was unbelievably aesthetically pleasing. Like, I didn't know we were bringing Pinterest to the table. We, she, she brought Pinterest so hard. She's like, I'm just going to make a dip that I twist into fucking tree branches and then mold it into a tree and then brush it with like a garlic butter. Oh, I forgot about uh, the she herb was butter that yeah. she was brushing on it. She just like put her dick on it. She just destroyed my dick. She didn't even win. She got runner up. My dad won. He like did these stuffed jalapenos. I don't even know how it happened. But he's the bartender. Yeah. So people were like, I can't piss off the bartender. My mom's friend brought over like, I mean, again, not too tough to make, but like little mini egos with a Chick-fil-A nugget on top, chicken and waffles with like different sauces. I mean, people went in this year. Um, Somebody made a giant platter of like these beautifully laid out venison sausage meat. And my cousin Lindsay's uh, fiance, Buck. Buck. <laughs> <laughs> Buck is hot. Buck is so hot. It's so crazy. <laughs> he's such a sleeper. Like, oh my like, god! It takes you a minute to think to realize he's hot. I mean, I had a couple drinks and I'm looking at him and I'm like, is Buck hot? <laughs> Buck is like sick. Like really, his body and his <laughs> his vibe is very Magic Mike. Like it's very Tampa stripper. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you, <laughs> but he showed up. He always does some crazy thing with some venison. Um, and so we're not like a hunting family, but I don't know. Maybe that's his vibe. So his was great. But my dad won. Um, my brother's girlfriend with the, the spinach dip tree got second. And then it's funny because the next day, <laughs> Raina had like, she was like, I can't wait to give your family these gifts. She was like, everybody's going to cry. It's going to be so amazing. So she got each of us the same gift. It was this beautiful pottery barn frame. 
Uh, crate and barrel. Crate and barrel frame with a eight by ten picture that our photographer took of our whole, of our family at the holiday show. So shout out to Mike, our photographer, took this picture of just the four of us after the show. It's a beautiful photo, and Raina framed it, gave it to everybody. <laughs> I was like, everybody's gonna cry. Everybody's it was so nice. So yeah, everybody was like super, like super. It was super heartfelt. And then <laughs> Stephanie brought her gift to the table. <laughs> Matt's girlfriend presents my family with a <laughs> painting that she made. <laughs> yeah. Raina's like, I framed this photo for you guys. She's like, I painted I this. I painted. Your mom got up and nailed a nail into the wall and hung it on the wall. <laughs> Your mom was like, let me change the decorum of this entire room for this painting that Stephanie just did. She does. She put it up immediately. <laughs> immediately. Immediately. I don't understand. This girl just like waltzed in and like stole my whole weekend. She's like 23. <laughs> right. You know that I've had... Oh, I. I have had a decade on this earth longer than she has to learn how to be thoughtful and think up ideas. And she just destroyed me. She's like, I got you this herb butter. I'm going to brush on my Christmas tree full of dip. She's like, oh, I made a dip too. And she's like, oh, over a foot taller than you. She is. <laughs> she's a giant. She's six two. She's beautiful. She played volleyball. And this is so funny. It's this very funny. Like you're a, an adult, you're very successful. It's just very funny to think about this at every turn. This girl's she's 23. Up. She crushed me. <laughs> the painting. I made a dip. She made a dip, sort of, into a Christmas tree. <laughs> I thought I you was framed like. framed a picture. <laughs> she painted one. <laughs> she, I feel like oh she's like in my head. Like she knew ahead of time what I was going to do. And she's like, make it better. I'll make it better. <laughs> oh my God. She starts an Instagram account called One Hungry Christian and just like crushes, crushes me. She has like 500,000 followers overnight. Verified. If she she verified. verified before me, I'll kill. Oh my God. My stomach hurts. She's the sweetest human on earth. You know I what I mean? Like I it's her. not some snarky bitch. It's like the sweetest human. I'm, I'm, I'm getting started on next year's Christmas <sighs> presents now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Start painting. <laughs> You sculpt our family like take- in clay. <laughs> <laughs> like a, you get like a kiln. I'm gonna build a third <laughs> house on the property. <laughs> you start building. You buy my dad a 17th car, 18th car, 18th car. <laughs> and a brand new tractor. Wow. Anyways, also an update because we know that Christmas time is the number one day for the the mat the thinly veiled you up text. Totally the holiday version. The holiday you version, up holiday is, version. Merry Christmas. Just thinking about you and your yep. family. It. I'm sorry. I had a friend of mine. Her ex who like cheated on her gave her an STD. Like this motherfucker, trash person. Had the audacity, still owes her money. Had the audacity to hit her with a Merry Christmas, thinking about you and your family. Are you kidding yeah, like, me? No shit, you're thinking about me. My family's <laughs> awesome. Right. I would be thinking about me too. Don't text me. It's so, it's so ballsy. Think about it and then take that idea and put it in a box and throw it in the fucking ocean. Don't text with me. yourself. Right. <laughs> Maybe drown yourself. I don't know. <laughs> Trash person. Tra- um, we didn't get any. Well, <laughs> that's not entirely true. Oh, well, you talk to your one ex. You guys are like buds. It's so weird. She shows me conversations between her and her ex. I'm like, uh, is this just like your old friend, your old pal? It's so plutonic. It's like, I literally, I always, he's had a girlfriend for a long time, and I always show Ashley the text messages. I'm like, no new girlfriend would ever be threatened by the text messages between us. But they broke up. They broke up. And when he told you, you were drunk, and your response was incredible. It was really, I, I was proud of me. Like, I was pretty blacked out that he, night. He told you they broke up. He was also, I feel like he was trying to talk to you about it. I feel like he needed, not in like, 
I, whatever. I, this guy's not a bad guy. I think he was trying to talk to someone about it. And, you know, he tried <laughs> to talk you? to you and you <laughs> shut it down so hard. You were like, I don't care about this. Find <laughs> someone else to talk to. I said that in an even meaner way. I said, well, that's your business, not mine. <laughs> It is like if you if you still had feelings for your ex and they I I'm just trying to think I'm trying to put myself in this situation if you still had feelings for your ex and they were trying to tell you why they broke up with their next girlfriend like I feel like if you had any emotional connection to the person you'd like listen or you dig for more information Ask one question you were like I gotta go <laughs> <laughs> call someone who cares <laughs> I mean. Yeah, that's true, right? That's like, how do you know that you're over somebody? They tell you that they like just went through a breakup and you're like, so? You're like, I got something to do. Like, can we change this? I don't care I about that. I don't care. I'm busy. I have a dip to eat. I have a dip to, yeah. I to pic- lose with. <laughs> I had a picture to paint. He well, really did try though. He was like, I just feel like I was with somebody who was like really, I, I, I excused a lot of things because I thought she was good looking. I excused the fact that she was like year. kind of stuck up and yeah. I was like, yeah, okay. Anyways, um, but yeah, you, nobody, nobody, nobody I, texted you. Yeah, but I mean, whatever. Like, we're in our thirties, so like, thinking about most of my exes, they're married, and or engaged, and uh, I don't know the the one that maybe would. He tried that last year, and I was like, stay the fuck away from me. You have a girlfriend, like, I'll you know, mm-hmm. don't make me, don't make me come down there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think he he knows better. And I think of it. I was trying to tell Rain. I was thinking of a metaphor. I was trying to think of a metaphor earlier of like the guys that are going through their Rolodex, like texting their exes and just skip right over us because this podcast. <laughs> they're like, oh fuck no, nope, absolutely not. I was thinking about. So I was like, my analogy was like, you know, you go into a refrigerator and there's like all this food, and you're like, I'll eat that and that and that, and like there's like something in the back of the fridge. It's like kind of suspect, and you're just like, I don't know that I want to get food poisoning. I'm that food poisoning. Right. You don't want to text me. Like yeah, like I'm like picturing a bunch of shots lined up, and it's just like the last one that made you sick. That's like you're like I'll text this s x, I'll text this this x, I'll text this x, and you're like I'm not taking that fireball shot. <laughs> that fireball shot will ruin fire. my life. Right? Absolutely <laughs> yeah. not. Like we're just it's a risk. I think people just like know us better than that. Like well, I'll just laugh at you. I yeah. will just la- like if you texted me, right. I was thinking about you on Christmas. Like I would just light you up. And it's like we just. Are, have zero tolerance for bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you're thinking about me? You didn't think about me until today. Like, the number one holiday. Like, shut the fuck up. Right. Like, I'm out here making dips. I'm busy. So I'm not going to come over here and fuck you. Or just, I mean, it's, it's just, yeah. I don't... I, I mean, here's the deal. I think sometimes it's way different if it's, like, your hometown guy. That's totally fine. We've all been there. I used to get laid every Christmas. We did a whole episode guy. on it. Yeah, t- t- totally acceptable. Loved like if there it. was some guy that I would hook up with and I came home and he hit me, he hit me up on Christmas. I'm like, hey, what's up? Let's do this. But like, let's call it what it is. You know, like he would be like, he was he lived across the street from where I always went for Christmas, and he'd be like, "How was your Christmas dinner?" I'd be like, "I'll be over in an hour." <laughs> I know what this is. We don't need to talk. Let me show you. Let me show you what's up. <laughs> um, yeah. But again, I still think it's this thing, this like gross thing that guys do where they're like, it's a, it's a holiday. Maybe I can like get back in there and just get on her mind. Cause right. like it's nice. They're, they think they're being nice. It's like, they think if I say, hope you and your family are doing well. well also, it's, light you up. it's 2018. Are we still like, out here? Like cheating on me and gave me an STD and you owe me money. I almost said his name. My friend's <laughs> ex. Like, but what are you thinking? She sent me the screenshot and I was like, that's not who I think it is. Like I was like, he would not, that fucking guy would not dare. No, they all waited out he dared. for December 25th. They all waited out. They're like, she can't get mad at me this day. It's Jesus's day. I know. She can't get it's mad. It's so gross. Or when they hit you on your birthday, you're like, this is my day. You're really trying to ruin it. Right. Like this is what you think I want Why you text on my, me on my special day. Right. Text me on my wedding day. Tell me you're still in love with me too. Fuck right. you. Yeah, fuck you. Asshole. But anyway. Yes. 
Um, so because it's New Year's, obviously the obvious topic for us was to talk about re- resolutions. Um, and I was really interested because when I asked you about it, you said the same thing about like how you function in terms of revolutions. Re- resolutions? This is going to be fun. <laughs> oh, God. This is going to be a long day. I'm sober. Um, and you said... You, articulated how you feel the same way that I feel, which is that like, I don't really make resolutions ever. Like like, I genuinely 365 days a year, try to actually be better and think about how to like, I don't know, every morning I start a juice cleanse. So clearly I try to be skinnier (laughs) and I'm constantly self-evaluating. That doesn't mean I'm good all the time. That doesn't mean that like I'm proud of myself, but I'm always saying to myself, how can I be a better daughter, sister, friend? How can I be better at my job, make more money? Yeah. Yeah, like every day. It's you don't just turn your life around because it's a new year. You know, I'm thinking back to like when I like went through a big weight loss thing. Like it was in like March of 2012 or you know whatever. Like it wasn't because it's like I'm just gonna keep going until the new year and then start again. I I do it a little bit more around my birthdays. I don't know. Like I I think my birthday is like the year. Like I want to accomplish this when I'm 30 or whatever. Like I remember the, I was like I want to do stand up before I turn 30. Like I I have milestones and they're more age related for me personally. I like that. That's smart. Um, but uh. Yeah, and I've heard, I've heard of people. I mean, a lot of people do that stuff before you turn 30, before, before you turn 30, 40, whatever. Uh, but yeah, I just, I, I mean, I get it, but I don't live my life like that. Like, I think it's nice to, to reflect on the year, think about things you might want to do differently, or, but I'm also like, why didn't you do that before? Like, why, didn't, why, aren't, like, why would you wait to improve your life or yourself or your relationships or whatever. Right. And like it's 25 more days and I'll stop being a piece right. of shit. I mean, I don't think it's ever too late to change your life. And like, I've watched my parents do that. I've certainly done it. It's never too late to be like, this is a problem and I'm going to change it, but I don't need like new years to do yeah. it. I think weight loss is like the number one. Totally. And usually this year, not, not, I didn't, I didn't gain any weight over the holidays in the past. I'll usually gain a couple pounds over the holidays. So it's like, that's when you've, plan to lose it, but it's the weight that you gained over the holidays. Like, it's not like I'm going to change my body this year. It's just like, I need to take it down a notch because holiday parties add up and you're drinking more and you're eating more. And so I feel like in the past, I've usually started the new year with like, okay, I'm going to lose weight just the few pounds I gained in December <laughs> or after Thanksgiving. Not me. I'm a competitive eater 365 days a year <laughs> being a food blogger. Every day of my life, I go to a restaurant and somebody presents me with 25 dishes. I'm like, I'll just have the salad and like a glass of water. And a, We went out the other night. I was just going to get a hummus and like some chicken. Bottle of champagne came out of the kitchen. Every appetizer right. on the menu. Andrew was like, what is happening? I know. We went out with, we, we recorded then we went to Ozatar with Andrew Collin and Shock. like, who doesn't even really drink. You weren't drinking because you were still kind of sick they sent down a, bo- a bottle with like an ice bucket <laughs> i think it was like a congratulations from the show oh, it was really nice it was really nice we it love just, them obviously but the point is i 365 need to be like watching my weight like over christmas i don't eat that much more because every day of my life is christmas yeah every day is great every day is an appetizer contest for you <laughs> <laughs> i'm the only competitor though. Yeah, but you're the only competitor yeah i mean but we wanted to do this episode and just kind of talk about different things. Some of the things that you guys have been wanting us to talk about. We usually stick to dating and relationships on this podcast, but you guys are always asking us like, what about friendships and what about career stuff? And so we're going to get into some of that because, and we're just, this this is going to be very like what energy you're bringing into the new year, big 2019 energy, you know, how to live your best life just with our, you know, we're not, we're not the authorities on life. Or, or do if everything you look we up say. to us I don't know. and you want to know how we're living, here you go. I mean, I hope that I always bring the attitude of like, here's things I did wrong and here's what I would have done different. And what I did right. You know, I mean... Yeah, I did a lot of things right, but I'm saying like I look back on things and I'm like, I wasn't proud of that and I would have done it differently. Here's how I do it differently today and things like that. Yeah. 
And then we're going to end with our so it takes me so 2018 senior superlatives. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, I kind of can't wait. Well, we're going to divide this up into some categories. So I looked up what the top um, resolutions Ooh, were. Nice. And it was the stuff I put on. So um, weight loss is number one. Money is number two. So like career goals, money. Right. Um, and then I think, you know, people obviously evaluate like, what is my romantic relationship like or lack thereof? What do I want? Yeah. And like, what is my lifestyle slash do I have friends? Am I doing anything that I'm enjoyable, <laughs> that I find enjoyable? Are you like Ashley and you should move to New York? <laughs> Ashley's answered to all these things is moved to New yeah, York. Yeah. I'm just going to get thinner, this. move to New York. I lost weight when I moved to New York. Of course you did. I mean, I started with started with the breakup and then it was like, <laughs> moved to New York really solidified. Want to make more money? Move to New York. Salaries are higher. Um, yeah. That's the end of the My discussion. whole life's yeah. amazing <laughs> since I moved to New York. You want more friends? Move to New York. Everybody lives here. Okay. But let's start with that. So do you like where you live? Should you move? <laughs> and here's the, the only thing I'm going to say. I just want to say this. New York is not for everybody. Let's be very clear. But I will say that no hate to Atlanta. I love Atlanta. I always will. It will hold a special place in my heart. I lived there for 11 years. When I land in New York, like when I go on vacation, when I go to a different city, when I travel and I land in New York, I like breathe this sigh of like, I'm home. And I still like, you know, you still, you've been living here for 10 years. You take a picture of the skyline. Like I, Every night. I when I land over it, and when you're flying in, I'm like, this is my home. And this is the place that makes me so happy. I walk the streets of New York and I feel so like cheesy, cheesily happy to live there. And I feel so lucky to live there. And I know it's my home. And it's like, I can't say I wish I moved there sooner because I my life played out the way it was supposed to. But like, I didn't feel like that in Atlanta. And I didn't feel like I was supposed to live there. And I mean, I had a whole breakdown where I was like, I'm not supposed to live here. And that's when, you know, it really caused me to move to New York. But... Again, you know, there's no time, you know, I'm not saying to pick up your, pick up and move, but that's a feeling I think everyone should feel about where they live. It's where you live. I mean, I still feel that way. And like you said, I've lived there for a decade. Like I, every night when I like go over the bridge to Brooklyn, like I film it. I I'm just like, like, I think it's so you beautiful. Still feel, like, I'm always like, I still feel like that because I've only lived here for two years, but you still, still feel, feel like, like that. that. And I like walk around and I still like, I'll find a street I've never been on before. And yeah. I'm just like very excited day to day. And I live in a place that fills me up. And I think that like, it would be very hard to form meaningful relationships and find hobbies and be happy day to day if I wasn't living in a place that I liked. Right. But just to back up in general, like I think when I think about like goals and resolutions, and like how to attain things like you have to do things that are <laughs> this is so cheesy um do you ever hear of smart goals it's an no. acronym you've never heard of this they no. talk about it in like business environments you've never had a job so, wouldn't so you it, wouldn't yeah. know what it is but um smart is an acronym and it means um it's it's like a good way to like say like is this goal like realistic so is it specific is it measurable is it achievable is it relevant and is it time bound so like what that means is like you can't just say like I'm gonna lose weight like that's not a goal that's mm -hmm. just like you have to say like I want to lose ten pounds in thirty days like can like is it something that you can achieve How, can you measure it is there the timeline and I think that like people fail at resolutions all the time because they set these huge, crazy goals for themselves yeah. that are not, there's no way to measure them and there's no plan and there's no time frame. So like, of course you fail in three days. Yeah, I mean, fail? well, let's divide it up like into categories, right? Yeah. I have a little bit different stance on like weight loss. On specifically well, and loss. just my life. <laughs> <laughs> I just like live my life day to day trying to improve myself. And like when I 
the two things that made me lose weight and get to like kind of where I was like so comfortable with my weight and I don't really have to diet and I don't have to worry about it was like I started drinking this stuff called Chews. I mean, whatever that was just, I made a dietary change. I put this on my Instagram story. Message me if you want more info on it. That happened and then I fly, I will came to Atlanta and I started doing a workout that I'd never done. I'd never done like super high intensity interval training. I just like ran. And so that changed my body immediately. And so these two kind of and just outgrowing some bad food habits and things like that and just growing up and maturing. But like my body was better at 30 than 20. Like you, I just made these changes and I found something that I really liked and was passionate about. And then it just fell into place. But to me, these are attainable goals. And like yeah, these are like without true. doing that on purpose, you did make very specific calculated steps. You changed the way you eat. You changed your routine. Like you didn't just say to yourself, I don't like my body and I just want to lose weight. Yeah. Because that would have been over in five seconds. Right. Like you actually changed your life. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like when it comes to that, it's like it's it's diet and exercise. What are you doing? Are you doing anything? Are you just not exercising? Eating McDonald's every day? You're not just going to change your body tomorrow. Like right. start just like baby steps. Go to Mexico. Get food poisoning. <laughs> Do the Reina diet. Are you like me? You just hope really hard that you lose weight. Then you go to Mexico. You lose weight. And I just think, I mean, whatever. You don't. <laughs> I'm super passionate about fitness, but it took until like my late 20s to find something that I, that I really loved. And now I just love all these workout classes and things like that. But before that, I was like, I'm a runner. I run. And like, I didn't really like it that much. <laughs> like it's just, I think finding something that you ex- want to go to fitness wise on that side of it. And then, I don't know, I, I, I could talk all day about my, my diet and things like that. That's not what this is about. But I think what you mean is right. It's like, be realistic about these goals. Yeah, I think weight loss is like, it's obviously the number one goal because like, Personally, for me, I don't know if it's all females, but for me, like when I know that I've gained a bunch of weight, it's all I think about. Like it consumes me. It permeates into other things. Mm-hmm. Like I'll start getting dressed and then like everything I wear like doesn't look cute. And then I just get upset. I don't want to go out and that yeah. permeates into my social life. So like I understand like what a terrible feeling that I is. I used to live like that. My my body image and my weight determined my happiness, whether I left the house, whether I felt like confident in a dating situation, like I don't know. I'm, I really just, I figured it out at like 29 or 28, I think. Like it just, it took me years and years like of yo-yo dieting and my weight fluctuating and things like that. I don't know. But you picked little things. And I think that that's like, we'll talk about like our careers as well. And like when people are like, I want to ch- change my career. It's like, well, you need to pick little things and they, you need to actually try to attain yeah. it. Like you pick something little, like this choose thing that you drink every day. I've been drinking it for seven years. You look great. <laughs> it's just also some people just don't understand diet stuff. Like, do you really want to learn? Like, don't read books on crash diets. Like, read actual health books. Like, mo- that has a ton of fiber in it. Most people don't get enough fiber. That's how I start my day. Like, it makes me feel better. It's the most healthy thing you put in your body. And I start most days with it. And I just like, I, I outgrew something. I used to have such a sweet tooth. I don't care about sweets anymore. Like, you kind of grow up and outgrow some bad habits too. Mm-hmm. I feel like I vary, like, my body and my trajectory, like, of my life is like very Khloe Kardashian. Like, she knows she was, that's how I used to look. We're the same height like when she was bigger like I feel like that was my body type and she's obviously she's had surgeries and stuff but now she's thin and I'm not out here saying I'm the skinniest person but I'm thin like I'm on the thinner side I really love my body and it did not used to be like that I used to be like definitely 15 20 pounds heavier but I like what you said about how like don't read crash diets like read lifestyle change books and yes, like, like learn little what's things or don't drink soda you know like cut out these little things like you do not have to overhaul your life tomorrow it'll never work right and don't drink a bottle of wine like I do every day I drink <laughs> vodka or tequila. tequila love tequila so much like all this like really high sugar stuff people 
I don't like sweets, so like I don't suffer from this. But like people that eat like pancakes with chocolate and syrup for breakfast, you just ate a cake, right? You and, ate a cake for breakfast. Don't eat that. And sugar is the devil. It turns into fat. No, I don't need to preach this to anybody. But like, if you're getting too much sugar, you're you can't maintain your weight. And I think people sometimes are like, I can't do those boutique fitness classes because they're too expensive. They're not. Class pass is not expensive. Like, there's not an ad for class pass. Like. I don't know what to do if I walk into a gym anymore. Like I've just, I used to go to the gym and now I can't even imagine what I would do if I walked into Equinox. That's just me. Uh, plenty of people know what to do in a gym. I started doing the classes and they really work for me. And I love flywheel and berries and Y7 yoga and SLT and all these classes. And like the first month of class pass is like $19. Like find out, find what you like. Cause that is what really changed my body was flywheel. I think a lot of people, it was really hard for me, like when I went from working in restaurants to working at like a desk job, essentially, like I would be on my feet for 12 hours a day. I could eat like three cheeseburgers and I wouldn't gain an ounce of weight. And all of a sudden, on your feet so much. And yeah. All of a sudden, I'm just like sitting at a desk all day long yes. and I had to make a huge lifestyle change. Whoa, yeah. And so, like, I think for people that are just like at their desk, I'm not like a fucking, I'm not a health, a health expert scientist but like I think just like read a book about like how to meal prep or cook something yeah. like if you're sitting at your desk all day long don't eat a cheeseburger for lunch right and like if you need to move to a city where you walk more like that would move be New, New York. York yeah of course <laughs> get Absolutely. those steps in 10,000 steps a day but yeah I mean fitness is not for everybody but if you like you're that person that just has always joined a gym and like I'm telling you that was my that was my experience and like the second I started getting into these workout classes like my body was like bam like it was it happened quick because you just it's a different type of thing it like shakes up your routine I think just like pick a goal make it measurable and set a timeline for yourself yeah. and like you don't have to start with these giant goals of I'm going to lose 50 pounds just start saying to yourself like I'm not going to drink wine every night yeah I'm not going to eat a cookie every day soda are you drinking I'm sorry if you're drinking soda like and the little tips, I mean, I think I do have a ton of health knowledge. Again, I can't do not, I cannot speak on it like a pro, so don't sue me. Less sugar, more fiber, more water. Like, that's it. I mean, fiber is so, so key. I think the thing that feels really insurmountable is job and like career, and people are like, I wanna make more we're money. Moving on. So we're, we're moving on, right? I feel like we wrap this Are we up. Are done? Okay. Yeah, they yeah. can listen to like a healthcare podcast after this. They want to like learn more about their body. Yeah, I, I, I'm really passionate. I can speak on it all day. I'm not saying to DM me, but maybe shoot your shot. But don't DM me. <laughs> don't. Do, I would just like to make clear that I am the one that answers all the DMs. Like, can't. can't stress this enough. You guys are like, I know that Raina hates it. Why do you think I hate the DMs? Because I answer the DMs. <laughs> I answer some. Also, can we just, for, you guys really didn't pick up on the heart thing. Let's state it again. Someone said the heart. My heart is the vibrating heart. Someone said this today. That's the word to use. It's the vibrating one. It has, it has the little the quotes above, above it. it. The yeah. little quote things above it. Raina's is a heart inside of a heart. One thing. Yeah. It's not the two. It's not the double with the swirly around So it. all of you that wrote us back last week, like, oh my God, Ashley responded. Ashley didn't respond to any of you. <laughs> I've been responding. If you got the vibrating heart, that was me, bitches. Let's vibrate. Ashley, think of Ashley vibrator. Think of Raina double penetration. <laughs> Heart inside of a heart, DP for Raina, vibrating heart, vibrator for Ashley. We're done here. We're not going to say it again, ladies. <laughs> Just the way that our, our life works is that you stay up all night on Sunday. You edit the podcast. You make sure everything's great. And I wake up very early on and Monday. And clear the DMs. You, and I no, clear the DMs. Raina, I go in there sometimes when the moment strikes, but... 
Raina, it is more of her thing to go through the DMs. And so it is very funny that some things that we've said along the way have made our listeners think that you hate DMs because you <laughs> cleared them all. People are like, I know you're notorious for hating this. Yeah, I hate it because I, I have so answer many it. DMs that are like, Ashley, I know you'll respond. And they like throw shade to you. <laughs> I send them to Raina every time. My favorite the other day was like, you know, I just really need meatball advice from Ashley. I, just, I know that Ashley's really into meatballs. Like, I'm a and food I'm, blogger, bitch. I'm a food blogger. I'm literally, I, I am the number six <laughs> largest food Instagram account in the United States. Like outside of a, a publication like Food and Wine Magazine, I have almost 400,000 followers for food. And so I'm like, like Ashley, Ashley, about those meatballs. <laughs> All right, so let's take a little break before our next category uh, to say thanks to Scentbird, a luxury perfume subscription service for supporting Girls Gotta Eat. Now, this is a, a company that I'm a really big fan of. I love perfumes in general, and it's really hard to just pick one and commit to it, um, especially because those bottles are so big and so expensive. So this is an awesome subscription service. They have over 450 designer brands of perfumes. So you can pick from like the absolutely biggest names like Prada, Gucci, Kate Spade, um, and try a whole bunch of different ones. You get a 30-day supply of each one. Um, the packaging is also great. I travel a bunch with Ashley. And so obviously I need to be able to like fit these little things into a suitcase. They're tiny. They're not like a huge thing of perfume that you're lugging around. So a lot of variety. Shipping is free all the time, which is great. And they have all the department store brands um, and luxury brands. And personally, I like it because I don't like to commit to one thing. I like <laughs> to issues. prefer to <laughs> commit to maybe five things and spread. It's like dating multiple men at the same time. <laughs> yes. So each little scent bird bottles like a new man. <laughs> Dating multiple, I'm dating multiple <laughs> perfumes. And we have a uh, exclusive offer for you guys. You'll get 50% off your first month. So that's only $7.50 for your first perfume. You can go to scentbird.com slash GGE and use the code GGE for 50% off your first month. That's S-C-E-N-T-B-I-R-D.com slash GGE uh, for 50% off your first month. And also, thank you to Living Proof Hair Caroline. You guys know we love it so much. We have discovered Living Proof recently and it's changed our lives. As we've said before, they develop all of the products with technology from MIT scientists, from your frizz issues to hair damage to if you want your hair to be fuller. Living Proof products do exactly what they claim to do. They don't have silicones, parabens. They don't test on animals. We talk about the dry shampoo all the time. I'm obsessed with it. I can't get enough of it. I just gave it to everybody for Christmas and they're stocking. Like everybody got a little mini thing of living proof dry shampoo. And also I'm obsessed with the hairspray. Like I just, we, we always talk about various products. Like I use the um, hair care line for color treated hair, but also the hairspray. It's like volume building. I'm loving it so much. And the like dry blast to volumize your hair. That's amazing too. Those are kind of my three sprays, the dry shampoo, the hairspray and the volume blast. We love all their products. It's not a surprise that they've won eight Best of Beauty Breakthrough Awards. Living Proof is delivering results that you can see from across the room or a crowded theater of 500 people. Like we did at our Gramercy shows. That was all my hair was totally Living Proof products. Even we brought the hair stylist and they were using my Living Proof products. <laughs> they had their own hairspray. I'm like, you'll use mine. Okay. So anyway, guys, do what we did and make the switch to Living Proof today by visiting livingproof.com slash GGE and use promo code GGE to get a free sample of the award-winning dry shampoo with your purchase. Livingproof.com slash GGE, promo code GGE as always. Nicely done. You ready to get into our next topic? Let's do it. For resolutions? 2019. <laughs> 
So I, I think the thing like career stuff and like lifestyle and things like it's, it just feels so insurmountable to so many people. And like, it would feel like that to me. I think if I was just like, okay, I don't like what I'm doing and I don't think I have any hobbies and like, I just want to change my whole life and I don't even know what to do. Yeah. That to me, it feels so scary. For sure. And just, I'm not trying to do a like, if you want more, sign up and pay. But we did just do a full Patreon episode of Raina's and my total career path. We did it on Patreon because that's not what this podcast is about, but it is 45 minutes of my story from college to now and Raina's story from college to now. So again, that's out there on Patreon. If you want to hear like more detailed of like step-by-step where we worked, what we did, all this kind of stuff. Um, but, and some of the stuff might be a little repetitive there. So we apologize if it is, but I mean, I think somebody looks at stuff like we've done and they get overwhelmed and it's like, we're probably older than you. This took a long fucking time to get here. We worked really hard. And it also was just like, it was like step by step. Like we were strategic about moves that we made and things like that. But it was like, it didn't happen overnight, you know? No. And I think also like when we pivoted careers, like we had a skill set that mm-hmm. had like built towards that yeah. for so long. It, I didn't like, I get a lot of emails that are like, how did you, I want to get into food blogging. Like, how did you do it? Do you have any tips? It's like, I I could write a book about all the things I tried and tried and tried all the ways I had to pivot and change and all the things I was already good at before I started that. Like I got into food blogging because I worked in restaurants my whole life. I worked for, I think arguably the best restaurateur in the United States, Danny Meyer. I went to culinary school. All I did was cook and I liked photography and I also like entered the market at a time where like this didn't really exist. So, I mean, all of those things, like I don't have any advice for you. Like, if you want to start any new job, like, are you doing it better than other people? Are you the first person to do it? If yeah. the answer is no, then don't do it. Well, the advice is is do what you enjoy and do what you love, and like it, it will work itself out. Like, bros being basic, my Instagram account that like until this podcast was really my main thing and was really my main source of income, and it still is, and it's super successful. And it did happen; it blew up overnight. But it was like I had already been creating viral content. I was doing comedy. I've been a writer since I was a kid. Like I had a blog. All these things kind of led me to this like thing that really took off, and it was this like super viral thing that I capitalized on. And it's like it, that I was already in that space. I was already in the viral space. I was already in the Instagram comedy space like that. So that's like the thing that hit, you know. And the same with you. You're like, oh wait, I love food. I love photography. What's this Instagram? Like it was like, it all kind of came together. And I just think you have to do something every day or every day is a little extreme, but like do constantly do something that's moving you forward. Like whether it's just like sending your resume out, it's like asking someone that's in a field to like meet you for coffee. I don't say, can I pick your brain? We, we hate that. But like trying to like meet somebody that's doing something that you respect and look up to, whether it's like if you want to do comedy, you're like writing a joke or you're going to an open mic or you're like just writing or journaling, you attend a seminar. I remember seeing Ariana Huffington speak one time and it was like really pretty groundbreaking and inspirational for me. Like finding the creative outlet. Like do you have a passion for styling people? Do you have a passion for decorating? Start with a friend. Like do you love like dressing people and telling people how to shop? Like I have a friend in Atlanta, Lillian Charles, she's an incredible stylist. Like she probably started just with friends and family members, you know, like I have a friend that's an amazing decorator. She started with friends doing it for free. Like she just needed the creative outlet and now it's turned into her career. And like, I think things like that, like if you're doing something that you hate, stop doing it. 
tomorrow. You know, like I'm not saying walk in and quit your job. Like make sure you have like something figured out. You're not on the streets, but like you can never get to where you want to be if you're doing something you hate. It's not going to fall into your lap. You and I were doing stuff that led us here for years and years and years. Right. And I also think that like they were very smart, calculated risks and we had financial resources to fall back on. So like when I started One Hungry Jew, I was working... I was working at Groupon for a little bit, but mostly it was when I worked at Amazon for a full year. And like I worked all day at Amazon. I went out seven nights a week to events. I was meeting every person I could. I was getting as yeah. much content as I could. I was making zero dollars from One Hungry Jew. I didn't know if I could make money or not, right. but I had a source of income. And it took about a year. And it wasn't until somebody said to me, and it, I will never forget this, Dana Cowan, She's the she was the the editor-in-chief of Food & Wine magazine for like 20 years. Um, I was sort of telling her about how I was at Amazon and I was also doing One Hungry Jew and I was just killing myself to do both things. And she said, it sort of sounds like you're doing two things and you're doing neither of them well. And so mm-hmm. like pick a lane and, and just do it. So like if you want to be in, a, in this business mm-hmm. world at Amazon, then, then you have to stop the other thing. And yeah. so I just decided that like I was going to do One Hungry Jew full time. But like I didn't just like walk out of my job. I, I yeah. made sure that I had enough money in the bank. And then I thought to myself like how do I, okay, I'm not just going to like be a food blogger and like just hope that it turns out well. And so I said to myself like what are all the things I need to do? And so I emailed every PR and advertising agency in the United yeah. States, everybody I could get my hands on. And I said, this is who I am and this is my business and this is what I do. This is how I think I can be an an asset to you. And that's how I got all the ads that I got for like two years. I just met people and I networked and I invited people out for coffee and Mm -hmm. I just got myself in front of all these people. I didn't say to myself, I'm going to be a food blogger and just hope that people come to me. Right. Oh, for sure. And I think that um, I want to shout out Leah, our intern, your intern more so, that her approach to Reina was, here was what I can do for you. Here's what makes me valuable. Like, again, this is not like a career advice podcast, but like that's what set her apart from all the other people that were emailing, being like, can I intern for you? Can I intern for you? I like, love to eat. I, I want to help you eat. Right. It was just like, here's, she was like, here's what I bring to the table. And you were like, okay, yeah, you do. And like, she sent her portfolio and stuff like that. I mean, I just, I think I also just want to make it clear, like, I want to make it very clear. We make jokes about not having real jobs. Again, you can look us on the Patreon. You can hear our entire career path. But we make a lot of jokes of, like, not having jobs. And, like, A, we work really hard now. We work real hard. (laughs) I have busted my ass so hard for so many years. 2015 was the first year where I felt like I could breathe and, like, enjoy my life and, like, not just like be working till four in the morning and like it, trying to li- like make money and have friends too and relationships and things like that. Like there were years when I was so broke and I was missing events because I had deadlines and things like that where I like worked my ass off to get here. And I think you did too. And it's just like, we can, jo- I just want people to know that because we joke a lot about like, oh, like we don't say we're lazy, but we're like, we live this lux life. It's like, it took us. It, it took a lot of hard work, like blood, sweat, and tears, to like get here. It did, but I've I've always been on the like work smart, not hard. I'm the path. same way. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I just I, I've never needed to be in an office all day long. Like for when sure. I was at Groupon, I was at a tech startup that Groupon purchased for three years, and like I probably worked pretty much the least of anybody, and I crushed but you worked smart. people, and that's the thing too. Like yeah, what like what are you like? Is there a way to do this better and do it more strategic? people want to make a change and they're sitting at their desk and they're like, how can I change this? And how can I do what this person does? It's like, what are you doing? Like, what are, what are you doing? Like to change this? Are you just sitting there and thinking about it? Like do something, do anything. Do you want to do this thing? Do you want to, you to start an Etsy store? Do you need to go do an open mic? Do you need to go like, just do something. I swear if you just make strides daily, weekly, whatever it is, pushing towards a, some other goal and some other passion, like it will, it'll, 
work itself out. Right. But I think that again, like it's, it's scary to be like, I want to change my whole life and I don't know how to do it. And that's why I think I get emails and you probably do too being like, how did you start this and grow this? It's like, I don't know. It took me four years. Like I can't give you a recipe, but like do one thing today to yep. change it. Just right. one, one right. little thing. And if you, if you want to write jokes, go to an open mic today. Just go do it. Right. right? One joke. and Or yeah. take. you want to become a chef, take a cooking class. One right. cooking class. Yeah. Like I have a friend right now and she's, uh, she's super successful and, but she just doesn't feel creatively stimulated her job. So she like asked one of her other friends, like you bought a new house. Can I help you decorate it? You know what I mean? Oh, cool. Like, cause she's like, I just need something to like get my create, like creative juices flowing. And you know, we, we talked about this a lot in the episode with Lindsay Metzler from when we met at Acme, just like finding your passions. And like, you know, I realized when I was going through a terrible breakup, how much I, felt good and did enjoy talking about relationships, analyzing relationships, like reflecting, analyzing my own, giving relationship advice. Like this all sort of happened like when I was going through all that. And that's when I like really realized I want to start a podcast about dating and relationships. Like this is a dream that kind of happened for me in like in 2017. And then, you know, I've said this before, I was going to start with a guy friend of mine. It didn't feel right. And then, you know, I met Raina and like knew she was the perfect person to do it. And I asked her to do it. But like, I probably had, I remember doing a reading with Kelly in June of 2017. I was like, I want to start a podcast. I want it to be about dating and relationships. We didn't start until February. So that's eight months. You know, like I had it in my head. I figured out what needed to happen. I met the right person to do it with. And that's the thing. I think people get overwhelmed. They're like, well, I got to do it tomorrow. It's like, you don't just work towards it. Right. It's because I never think we did start talking about this a really long time before we launched it. Like we two months. We, we started talking about it in December and launched it in February, but I had it in my head you for had it in your head. like months, six months prior. And I think you and I were really like hell bent on making sure that we had like a website and promo photos and a real game plan. But like, if you want to start a podcast, just sign up for a podcast network and buy a mic. That's it. Start a podcast. Right. You don't have to do what me and Ashley did, but right. like, I don't know. I just think that like, it's so scary and overwhelming to be like, I don't like what I do every day. Like, yeah. I don't like where I go spend my entire day. Like, I can't, I was so unhappy at Amazon. Like every single day of my life, I was miserable. I hated the yeah. people I was around. I hated the work I was doing. I didn't like the vibe of the company. I just didn't fit in at all. Yeah. Like it just was not the environment that I needed to be in. And like, thank God I had one hungry Jew, but like, I don't know if I had nothing else to fall back on. Like that would have really eaten me. It was a terrible year in my life. Right. When I had my job in PR that was full blown, like nine to five and events at night, I mean, took like dominated my whole life, like a real PR job does. I had a blog on the side and it was like, it was not my main blog. It wasn't witty and pretty. It was another one. And I needed to do this and I prioritized it. And there was nights when I would get home at eight o'clock at night from an event or from my PR job and still blog. I don't know. I think people today are like younger 20 somethings today. They are like super dynamic and smart and they work really hard, but like, some people also don't want to. And sometimes it's like, you need to start a side hustle when you have a full-time job. You know what I mean? Like that, I didn't ever monetize that, but it started me on a trajectory of like blogging, writing, and I was doing it while I had a full-time job. And like the same with you. Like sometimes it takes that, I feel like I don't have the time for this, but I'm going to like start it anyway because it's like something that you feel passionate about. And then it doesn't feel like work. Like when I was blogging, it didn't feel like an obligation. It was like fun and funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. When I was doing One Hungry Jew at the same time as Amazon, I was going out every single night. Like my life really suffered. I was not yeah. dating. My All of my personal relationships were not as good as they should be because you're killing yourself to like run around and get content for this thing you're not even getting paid for. But like I loved it. I, I didn't like think yeah. it was terrible. But yeah, it was a risk. And I just think that like but, but people... But I love that you said that. Like what? it's like I didn't have time to date, but sometimes or I or do anything else, but it's like look what, it, what happened now. And now like... 
You get to lay back and relax. Hang out, do this podcast. Um, so I just, I mean, I like what you said about how, like, you know, just, just pick a hobby. Just do anything. If you don't like what you're doing, like, there's a million ways to make money in this world. Yeah. So, like, if you don't like what you're doing, then today, go do something else. Right. And, like, another just, thing. I mean... I know that sacrifices might happen along the way. Like I have a friend that's going back to school because she worked in marketing for years and now she wants to do art therapy and she's like in school and she's like, I might have to move out of my apartment. She's like, I might have to be 32 years old and have a roommate. But like, that's the sacrifice I have to make at this moment to like do this thing and be back in school and not have income coming in. And I just think it's like your life can shift and like there's no set path and like you can change at any moment, but just like, just don't sit at a job and hate it and just complain. Um, I have a real hard time listening to people complain about jobs and relationships like that they refuse to fix. Yeah. And I don't have a lot of like sympathy or empathy for it because I'm not the kind of person that's going to stay in those situations and be miserable. And so like, yes, I understand like a marriage is hard to leave and a career is hard to quit. So I'm not saying like it's so easy, but like I mean, I have friends that have complained to me about their same job like, for seven years. It's like, or like their toxic relationship or like whatever. It right. Is, you then know? don't be with that toxic person. I right. know it's easier said than done, of course, but like, I don't know, after a couple years, maybe you change it. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Well, that brings us into relationships. I, okay. Here's what I want to talk about. Here's what I want to do. Our relationship. Our relationship. <laughs> I want to, I want you to say your current mood on relationships and I'm going to say mine like in this moment the last day of the year how do you feel about like what you want how you feel are you looking what what do you what what's your what what's I, your what what's your big 2019? 2019 energy I mean I feel today the same way I've felt for a long time probably like 6 or 8 months that like I feel really fulfilled and really happy in all aspects of my life outside of being in a relationship I'm just not in one but like I think that all of my friendships have gotten better this year. Mm-hmm. I think my relationship with both of my parents and my brother yeah. and my sister-in-law oh, is totally. super strong. Yeah. Um, I'm so proud of what we've built. And like mm-hmm. the romantic relationship bucket is not something I've checked off the list right now, but I'm just, I'm still in the same place where I was the last six months that like I'm open to it. Like my arms are open to it. I would love to find somebody and be in love. That'd be great. But like, it's not a priority for me. Yeah. And I would, if I met somebody that I liked, I would love to see where it goes. I mean, you see me meet guys I like all the time and I see where it goes and when it doesn't go anywhere, I don't care. Right. And if I very recently had somebody that I thought I really liked and we were talking a lot and he did something like really not nice to me and I was just like, okay, if that's how you want to behave... Then right. that's on you. Right. I'm really proud of myself. I sold out the Gramercy Theater with my <laughs> business partner two nights, two in, nights a row. in a row. So like I feel really proud of myself. And so like if you don't want that, if you think that that's a nice way to behave towards me, then like fine, bye. Right. Who do you think you're treating like this? I know. Um, so anyways, into 2019, I would love to be in love and find somebody and that'd be great. But um, I just don't, it's not my main source of happiness. So yeah. I'll find happiness elsewhere if I don't have that. Right. I I mean, I feel the same way. Clearly, we know how we, each other feels. We talk all day, every day. But, like, I have this, like, vis- this visual, and I know it's, like, probably going to sound really cheesy, but I keep, keep thinking about it and how to vocalize it. And, like, I feel like I'm in this, like, glass case or, like, snow globe or something, and I'm, like, in there, and I'm surrounded and protected by all these people that I love and that love me back and that want to protect me and support me and want to see me happy. And it's like so tight. Like it's like so good. Like I'm so happy. Like I could cry every single day. I feel like I'm, and you do. It took me so long to get here. And I am like, have never felt more happy and fulfilled in my entire life than right now. And I, the thought of someone coming in and like breaking it, like breaking the glass and like shattering it and like fucking it up in any way. I'm like, you don't get to do that. And like, I felt like that for a 
while. And then especially after our shows at the Gramercy, like what we were able to accomplish and like the people that were there for us and surrounding us, like Lev and Andrew and like our our family that are the friends that become family and our real family and all of our friends that were there. I'm like, this is so amazing. And I don't care about some fucking guy on an app that has no idea who I am, has no idea what I've accomplished and wants to like make me feel less than or wants to bail on a date or what like fuck you I just don't care anymore like I feel like everything is so good and like someone doesn't get to come in and even upset me in like the smallest way and this isn't to say that I'm going to stop dating if someone comes along and they think I'm as like worthy as I think I am and they don't want to disappoint me and they want to prioritize me and do nice things like I'm not against it I'm this is not like a fuck men thing this is just like I am so happy to be in this place that I feel so fulfilled with every other relationship in my life. Like you just said, like, I've like, I've never felt more loved. (laughs) That sounds so cheesy. I'm like single as fuck. I've never felt more loved by like just everybody in my life. (laughs) And I, I'm really, I'm happy that you feel like that. And I think that that's what I wish for everybody that, I mean, you don't have to sell out the Gramercy theater to feel like that. Like, I (laughs) think like, you know, whether you're in a relationship or single, like what I wish for anybody is to feel like everybody in your circle is just like really uplifting them and making them feel good. And like, if there are people in that circle, like that don't make you feel like that, whether it's a toxic relationship with a friend or a boyfriend, like then get, it's New Year's, get rid of them. Right. Like, I I don't know. I just, I'm like, someone comes along and they don't disappoint me and I'll entertain the idea. It's, it's not that. I'm just like, man, I'm so happy. And like, yeah, everyone is so deserving of that. Like every woman and every person is deserving of feeling fulfilled, not by a partner, like a, a romantic partner. And like everyone should know their worth and like wait or wait for somebody that knows their worth as well and treats them accordingly. You I know? just like, I like that you said like, who are you to make me feel like this? It's like, I feel like especially on dating apps, guys like open up the conversation with like, hey, do you want to come suck my dick? Ew. Or like somebody will do what's, something that's even more insidious to me, which is to talk to you and talk to you and talk to you and set up a date with you yeah. and then pull the, you know, Ashley, you're going to hate me. But it's like, who are you to do oh, right. this like to this, me? Yeah, this guy, like he asked me out like three, he asked me out three times. He just kept asking me out and I, I wasn't trying to dodge him. I was just genuinely busy. Finally set up a date, canceled the day of and was like, oh, you're going to hate me, but I'm sick. Never heard from him again. Like what? the point of this and I think that was his breaking point because it was like that happened and then I was like also look at what I've done like it's just I I mean I I don't care if this comes across as full of myself I am so proud of myself and like what I've accomplished and how we got here and how hard we work and I'm just like who do you think you are I'm fucking awesome (laughs) don't you think you're gonna cancel on me (gasps) fucking serious Look, if there's any episode to reflect on your life and say about that, it's this episode. You can yeah. be proud of your accomplishments. I, you you should be. Yeah, and every everybody should. Like, I'm trying. Like, I want every girl to have this energy in 2019. I think so, too. And I just think, like, if there are people out there that are just trying to... like. I'm not going to get into what this guy did to me last week. It's just, it was really not nice. And it was like... I don't know. I think he was trying to like big league me somehow. But yeah. Like, it was like, it was like kind of like weirdly like publicly humiliating in a way. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, not purposely, but like you I felt really humiliated. Like yes. I felt really shitty. And this is somebody who had been like talking to me daily every day and like talking to me about like his feelings and how depressed he was about different shit and how he's doing creatively. And like, he just like, yeah, like tried to like embarrass me in public basically. It was like I being really... in middle school. It's like the guy wants to have like a secret relationship with you and then you see you see him out like at, at the at lunch at the cafeteria and he like doesn't even look at you. It's like it's stupid. That's how I felt. Like right. that. Like and it was just 
I don't know. I walked up. Ashley was like, I can't believe you're not more mad about this. Like I would be so mad. And I reflected about why I wasn't so mad. just because the rest of my life is good. And I just don't care. Like, I just feel like, I don't know who you think you are to like do this to me, but like I just, and then the next day I just muted him on Instagram stories and Instagram, whatever. And I haven't really thought about it all week and I feel fine. I just feel like that's how you want to behave. You showed me who you were. Right. And that's, that's cool. And I will say, I mean, the busier I am, the less I, I can't even, I don't have time to think about guys. Like it's when you're like the only time I ever get upset about like guys and things like that, it, not even like my whole life or like when you don't have anything else to do, when you're like a little hungover, you're like at home, you know, you're just like, oh, I wish I had somebody here. Like when you stay busy and you enjoy your career and you enjoy your friends and your family and your, your hobbies and passions, like it doesn't matter as much, you know, like we can all still deal with heartbreak and we all still get shit on and we can be upset, but like it doesn't affect you as much when the rest of your life is so good. Yeah, I think we hammer this message home like a lot. We say this stuff a lot. But, you know, maybe your goal really is in 2019 to get engaged or to find somebody And that's in fine love too. And that's like, great. I think that you got to also take, like, you. that can't be your goal. Your goal can't be I'm going to get engaged this year. Your goal should be I'm going to go on one date that I really enjoy. And I'm going to find people I really like. And I'm going to I'm gonna go on a couple dates that I really enjoy. Like, start small. Don't put these, like, huge big pressures on yourself yeah. to, like, you know, find somebody who's amazing. Because, like, that's not fair to project onto somebody else either. Right. And, like... Just start small. Go, I don't know, go set up five online dating dates. Well, and you know, we've talked about this. We did a whole episode of Me and the Men in the Wild. I liked what matchmaker Maria said about uh, men that you really like and respect and like their relationships and just tagging along with them. And that's how she met her husband. Yeah. Like things like that are great. Do you have a guy friend that's married that you just tell him, be like, hey, I'm really trying to find somebody. Can I go with you to this bar or like whatever. Like we've ha- we ton- done tons of dating tactics. Utilize them. Write them down. Right. Be like, I don't really want to go on this dumb date, but I am trying to find somebody this year, so I'm going to go, you know, like those kind of things. Yeah. Um, I guess not everybody has to be so fulfilled career-wise. Like a lot of my girlfriends, their goal in life is to be a wife and a mom and there's nothing wrong with that. That's not my goal in life, but like that's some people's goal in life. That's your goal. Then like then go start doing these things. Oh, for absolutely. Like, that's the thing. I, I, but again, I think, you know, we're reflected on our year. If you don't like this episode, turn it off. But like, <laughs> I wanted to tell, talk about like how, we, what, where we stand right now. Yeah. And like, this doesn't mean we're not dating. Let's be clear. Like, we're still going to have plenty to talk about, you I know, this tons is the boys to talk about. Yeah. Like it's, but I mean, that's my vibe right now. And like knowing how the world works, that's probably when I'm going to meet somebody. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? I was thinking that the other day. I was like, that's when people walk into your life. I like, res- every time I resolve to like never date again, where I'm just like, I don't care about this. That's when I meet somebody every <laughs> single time. Right. I just- and just, you know, I love that. This was last year's meme was like, uh, you know, obviously exes are still canceled, guys. Like we did a meme. We just posted a meme. Like when you take the trash out, you don't go check to see how it's doing, you know. <laughs> uh, but I love it. I think it was last year. I think it was early 2018 was the we're not drunk calling our exes anymore. We're out here drunk calling our girlfriends and telling us how proud we are of them. <laughs> and I love that so much. And I remember it, that meme came out and it went viral. And like Jenny Jones called me one night. It was wasted and was just like, I'm so proud of you. And I'm like, that felt nice. Like I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I do like this. So like, I love that. Like, just like you get the random text. I mean, Shoshi. Shoshi every day. You can always count on Shoshi for like, I'm so proud of you. I love you so much. Text. It means the world. Do it, that more with your girlfriends. You want to text your stupid right? ex? Text your girlfriend. Tell her how proud you are of her. Right? I really I love that. Oh, I That's forgot really to text sweet. Shoshi back. Shit. <laughs> She doesn't care. She so sent me sweet. the sweetest text. I didn't even respond, and I'm out here. I'm like, I just, I have a friend, like my friend Lillian and Lillian, I just, she's a stylist. Like, she'll do that from time to time. And I don't think she's doing it to not text a guy, but like, do that if you need to. If you're like, I really miss so and so, text your girlfriend. I text my brother, I love tell you. Tell him miss her. I tell him I love you and I'm proud of you all the time. Yeah. Just tell him I'm proud of him. And like, brighten someone else's day, you know? Yeah. Fuck your ex. Don't text your ex. 
text your friends. Drunk call your girlfriends. Okay. I think we also, speaking of friends, yes. I think we get a lot of messages about toxic friendships. And like, I think this is a very good time of the year to stop being friends with those people. To cut the cord. Yes. Have you broken up with a friend? <laughs> Have you had to like verbally break up with a friend? Not, I've had a couple friend breakups. Um, one, like this girlfriend of mine, we've been friends for 12 years. Like I'm not, I mean, we were like almost, we were really close, but we'd stopped being as close recently because she got married, had a bunch of kids and moved to the suburbs. She like attacked me on Facebook one time. If you're listening to this, like my friends know because we have made jokes about it. She just like came at me one day and I was like, this is gross. And she never apologized. It was so crazy. She was like arguing with people in the comments, like coming at me, insulting me on, like on Facebook. I'm like, oh my God. Like, like, what are you doing? You're a mother. Like I made some joke. It was a joke. I made some joke about people being racist, like comparing Obama to Trump, whatever it was. It was a joke. And she came in so hot and never apologized. Like I didn't do it. That's not, that wasn't like a me being the bigger person situation. That was like, you, you detacked me out of nowhere. And so I was like, I don't miss, I don't date. I don't miss her at all. You know, like for 12 years of friendship, I was like, I don't want a person like that in my life. Like, you know, it's just, if she came today and was like, I'm so sorry, I was going through a hard time. I'd be like, that's, we're good, but we're never going to be friends again. And I, I think if you know if a friendship is toxic, but like, I also do think friendships ebb and flow. And I've said this before. Like, I think you can go through times with friends where you're like, oh, this person's just pissing me off. And I think they can still like get better. Like you've had some, you've had a situation where it's like you guys, you had a friend that now you guys are closer than you were before. Like maybe she was just going through some shit. You know, maybe she was like a little bit jealous of what you had going on and things were a little strained and now they're great again. Like, I think those things can happen. And I think you give people second chances and things like that. Like, but you know, being verbally attacked and no apologies, a little different, but I think sometimes you, you feel tension with a friend and like it can, doesn't have to, that doesn't mean it's the end of the friendship. Yeah. Well, I think just there's a difference between feeling tension and feeling like you're growing apart and feeling like somebody is a toxic person. For Every sure. time I'm around this person, something bad happens. Every time they text or call me, I feel like I'm in trouble for yeah, something. Yeah. Like I, I've had a lot of friends for a very long time. Like I, my best friend in New York, I've been friends with for 10 years, but I have a lot of really, really close friends from high school, from growing up, whatever. And like, yeah, I mean, I've ebbed and flowed with them. There's been times when like my friends were in really serious relationships and were not really great friends to me yeah. because they just weren't available. But like they come around, people grow up, people change. Yeah. Like, is it a really toxic relationship? And I've had two relationships. I've verbally had to break up with somebody once. You and, have. And I was, her name was Casey. We were friends for like, same with you, like 11 years. We were really close. Mm-hmm. And like, she got me through a lot of really tough times. And like when my fiance and I broke up, she came to my house and packed all of his things and like mm-hmm. took it to the curb. Like she was that friend, but like she also would shoplift when I was with her. And like, <laughs> there was just, I mean, there was always a situation. She was always that friend that like everybody else hated and everybody had a problem with. And I was like, but she does all these good things for for me and it's like well there's all these really toxic situations and like one day we just had drifted apart and she was like I just feel like you're not talking to me and I I know it wasn't nice but I sat down and I made a list I was like here are all the things you have done that made me incredibly uncomfortable mm-hmm. and I'm sorry I wish you the best I really do but like I cannot be friends with you because of this and I'm sorry like oh, wow there was stuff with like drugs there was stuff with shoplifting uh-huh. I mean this wasn't like me being like petty this was like she's like a liability very actionable like terrible sure. things and her husband was a terrible person whatever I don't care yeah. if she's listening to this or not um she yeah I mean something bad always happened when I was with right. her. And that she, influence. And she wrote me back and she was just like, fuck you and you're a bitch. And all she could do was like hurl superlatives at me mm-hmm. and swear at me. And like I sat back and I was like, you know what? After like 11 years of friendship with somebody, if the worst thing they can say to me you're was that bitch. I'm a bitch, then I feel then, fine. Yep, there's nothing they can even cite. 
that you've done wrong. And I want to piggyback off that with what I was saying about the friend that I broke up with. You were friends with her for 11 years. I was friends with this girl for 12 years. A day doesn't go by that I miss her as a friend. You can break up with friends after so many years and it's okay. I think sometimes I love that your quote is like, just because you have a past with somebody doesn't mean you have a future. And I think that like sometimes friendships run their course. Whether it's it's that, that's extreme. She was like doing illegal stuff. Whether it's something politically fucked you guys up. Friendships, I think, just run their course course sometimes like you can be friends with somebody for over a decade and they cannot be your friend anymore and it's okay yeah and you have a million other new friends to make and you just know because you made a friend in gym class when you were 14 years old and they have a past with you and that's beautiful yeah. and that's important that doesn't mean like you know I'm, I'm just I'm cherry picking for my life but like I made friends when I lived in Pittsburgh in my public high school when I was 14 and I grew up and I moved to New York and I changed my life and it's different now than like other people that took a different path and we grew yeah. apart you know and yeah. that's not to say they're not bad people but like our lives are just different. We don't have anything in common. Yeah. And and I I think when it comes to friendships too, like one thing that I have learned works really well is like just pick up the phone, figure out what's going on. Like I one of my best friends, we just some stuff had happened. This was six months ago. I mean, this was recent. You know, this is not something that happened like years ago. And we I just felt the tension. I felt the tension over text and it we were being short with each other and I could feel it and she could feel it too because we've been best friends for a very long time. And I was like, I'm going to figure this out. And like I called her and like there's been times in our relationship where she's been the bigger person and this time it was me. And it was like, hey, what's going on? She knew and we talked it out. And I think that's like, don't do this like whatever. Like don't just fix it. If it's one of your close friends you care about, like just fix it. Like just be the big, just pick up the phone. You know, this reminds me of, and I think about this a lot, like this one line, it's so cheesy. It's impacted my life so deeply. You know, Lindsay Lohan at the end of Mean Girls, <laughs> when she brings Regina George, like something, she's like, I just had to suck out the poison in all of my relationships. You yeah. just, it's like when you get a snake bite, you have to suck out the poison. And I think that like New Year's is a really good time to do that in all of your relationships. And like, if like you have a friend that you are really close with and you want to like, fix that relationship, suck the poison out of it, like make yeah. it better. And like conversely, if somebody's just like poisoning your life, then like just ch- chop the head off, like th- be done with it. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, and I like what you said about how you don't miss that friendship. The other girl. Yeah. Like this girl, I never thought about her again. Yeah. I felt great. I never had to yeah. explain to anybody where I was friends with her ever again. And have to right. think like, what's she going to do next? Yeah. Like I just never had, and I don't think about her. I, mean, I'm sure, I wish her well. I don't want anything bad for, for sure. her. She has two kids. I hope that they're very healthy and happy. I I don't want to have anything to do with her. And I don't miss her at all. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just love this concept of like, this person's toxic in my life, but I've been friends with them for 10 years. Who? So what? So what? So they get, so they just get to <laughs> Make treat a new you friend. like shit. I met, I met you a year ago. I know. Look how good your life is now. <laughs> like you can make, like right and I met, we've said it before, October 2017. <laughs> like, wh- what? Yeah, like, I know. I made uh, you rich and famous. What are you doing right now? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing right now? <laughs> like, good riddance to my 12-year <laughs> friend. Hello, Raina. <laughs> well, I think that as you grow up, you should be allowed. Like, people are like, you change. No shit. I'm not yeah. 20 years old anymore. Yeah. I, yes, I learned new information and I pivoted. Right. Like, that doesn't make me yeah. a bad person. Yeah. I mean, I used to run around and do drugs all the time. I don't do that anymore. Sure. And I don't have friends in my life that do that. Right, exactly. And that's okay. That doesn't make me like a terrible person. <laughs> I'm just different than I was. And like, 
you know, this make new friends, but keep the old ones. Like, I, yes, those friendships are really special and important. But like, if you've grown apart from somebody, that's fine. it happens. That's fine. It does happen. And I think you know, you <laughs> you really needed to outline like all the things that that girl had done. But like, I think you can also just be like, this friendship is just not really like serving me anymore. And you know, I wish you the best. I I mean, a friend breakup is whew, is brutal, but. It can be done and you can just be like, this isn't a good thing for me anymore. That was an extreme situation and yeah. that wasn't somebody who I miss or I like, want to see again. I have one other friend that I've broken up with that like, there was just one situation after that and I just stopped talking to her and she stopped talking to me and it was great. And we don't, we mutual, just, mutual we just, ghost. We sometimes never talk anymore and I just love it. No, we mutually ghost each other and it's great. It feels great. Yeah. And I, I'm trying to think like, um, we get, we've gotten some emails. I feel like they've been like, my friend wronged me or something in some way. Like that's what, I think it's like a matter of like, what did they, and like, what should I do? And I think it's a matter of like, well, what did they do? Like, they like steal your man. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. no, fuck that person. Yeah. But I think people get wrapped up in like, but we're all friends with the same people and I don't want to be outcasted and stuff like that. And I mean, I can understand that. I get it. I don't know if this is like, I think that like, you should have backup friends, make all the friends you can, stockpile friends. That's what I do. (laughs) (laughs) You really are somebody who has a tremendous amount of friends and long, like lifelong friendships. Yeah. And a lot of it's really impressive. And I, I thank you. I think you have tons of friends too. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not some like loser. I'm just saying, you know, I just think women, I, what I love about women is that we are usually able to open up and be more vulnerable and things like that. And I think you just sit down with your girlfriend. Like if you have somebody that can never apologize and can't ever take the blame, I couldn't be friends with that person. Those are not the kind of people I can ever have in my life. Right, you would usually bang your but head I mean, against the wall I just forever. feel like girls can get a little like in their heads and they're like going over things in their head and getting more and more and more mad. And the second that you're like, hey, can we sit down and talk? Like, can we get coffee? Can we go get wine and figure this out? You can really work some shit out. I mean, women just are, just do relationships so well. I think it's generally not as bad as you assume it's yes, going to be. Yes, you're doing stuff in your head. Like when I, I just hated that I waited so long to call my friend, <laughs> whatever it was, Kate. <laughs> I'll just say it. <laughs> I waited. Like there was, I was going over stuff in my head that was a waste of my time. Like I was going over stuff like she did this, but I did this. And like all I had to do was pick up the phone. And I'm not talking months, I'm talking days, weeks. It's of like, scary. But it's like, of course it was just this dumb thing. And like we had a 45 minute phone conversation and we're back to best friends stronger than ever. When are we seeing each other next? You know what I mean? Like it just took like a little bit of a reset. I get jealous when you talk about Kate. <laughs> <laughs> but you did. We talked about this before. We don't need to go. You did this with me. We had some tension and you were like, I, you were like, thought you were going to cry. You were like, I need to talk to you about something. I was really shaky, but it's because in your head, you always think it's going to be worse than it is. Like I'm going to throw my coffee that, on you and storm yeah, out. Yeah. I mean, you think that the person's going to be like, no, I didn't. And no, I'm not. And no, you are. And you are. And you know what? If that's what somebody does to you, yeah. then fuck that person. Okay. If you really. Th- feel hurt and sad by what's going on in your friendship with somebody and that's the response you get, then fuck that person. Well, and I think you and I have are older. We've dealt with conflict a ton of times in our life. We know how to approach something. And the approach is like, I feel this way. You like start from like I statements. Like you don't start with you did this and you did this. If you would have come at me like that, I don't know what would happen. We might've got a fight in the hotel eventy. (laughs) Like you know how to approach something (laughs) as an adult. And it's like, here's what I feel is happening. I feel hurt by this and this and this. And hey, I just want to hash through this. You never come at somebody like you did this. I mean, about to maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe you do, but that's yeah, the that I doesn't agree. work. <laughs> I, I mean, you should say like, here's how I experienced this. Yes. Here's how I felt about this. Here's how I feel. Exactly. Right. You just can't go wrong. And if someone can't sit and have a mature conversation with you then, then that maybe that is person is not someone you should have in your life. Yeah. So lots of resolutions this year, but I think that like, you know, I resolve to be a better person all the time, but if you don't, if the other 364, you don't, <laughs> then this is a perfect day to start trying. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> okay. Should we do our thing? 
Yes. Are we ready? Did we go through everything? Yes. I'm really excited. (laughs) Instead of our weekly game, we're going to start a new annual segment. Annual segment, which means you won't hear this again until next year. (laughs) (laughs) But it was worth it. It was worth waiting all year for this. Yes. And now we would like to present to you the 2018 Girls Gotta Eat Awards, a.k.a. Senior Superlatives. So what we've done, this is Ashley's idea. This is very funny. I had this idea so long ago. I've been waiting for this moment. (laughs) Some people wait a lifetime for a moment like this. Kelly Clarkson. Um, I, yeah, this was so many months ago. Kelly Clarkson. I was like, oh my gosh, let's do awards for our our guests. Some will like these awards. Some may not like these awards. (laughs) We've had, we've had some interesting guests on the show. (laughs) Right. Some some real characters. Yeah. So so we made a list of senior superlatives and we're going to hand out some awards. I hope you like your awards. Yeah. You're welcome, guys, that you're probably not even listening. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) What should we start with? I don't know. Class clown? Yeah, I'd like to hand out this one. Okay, go. One of our class clown. So just ridiculous person. Yeah. Just so ridiculous. This one we're going to give to one of our first guests. Mm-hmm. He's the first guest I ever really like had a crush on. Oh, you're really saying it. Yeah. I like had such a crush on him. Okay. And I got to know him better. <laughs> now we're really good platonic friends. Right. Um, so Class Clown Award goes to Ross's Durian, a.k.a. Broken Dick Ross. A.k.a. AKA the guy who broke his dick. I just text Ashley BDR when I want to talk to him. Yeah, that's his hashtag BDR. Um, so he, he's just so ridiculous. He's the most ridiculous person I've ever met. He is. And he, like, he's so he, funny. We were, we were saying this, this is no offense to him. He's <laughs> hilarious, but class clown is like, it's not necessarily the funniest person. I guess it kind of, it's the it's the guy that can be a little annoying sometimes. It's a ridiculous person. It's a ridiculous person. Yeah. But he just makes me laugh He also all the looks time. like he's the class clown. Like yeah. it's always like a guy that's like, hey guys, you know, like you feel like he would <laughs> he be. He came to our live show in a Seattle Seahawks beanie. Right. Yeah. You were a beanie to our live show. Right. I was in a gown. You were in a gown. You were in a, and he was in a beanie. Um, but yeah, he's, he makes me laugh every day. He's hysterical. Yeah. Um, so he's the class clown. Okay. Best couple. So let's explain this. We were trying to figure out, I was like, obviously it's us. Right. But we, <laughs> we met like best guest in a couple. Yes. That we talked about their relationship. Yes. And we know their relationship from whatever. The best couple we decided is Heather McMahon and her Italian stallion boyfriend. Who sends her pictures with his fireman hat on. Oh, yeah. Construction hat. And his hard hat. <laughs> yes. Um, we just love their relationship. That episode was funny because we were like, tell us tips for long distance. And she was like, I don't know. Just like love your partner. (laughs) They have this amazing eight year long, most of the time, long distance relationship. They just really love each other. And I, yeah, I mean, there's, we've talked to, we've talked to plenty of people about their relationships, but we're giving them the best couple award. You know, they're just so fun. Heather and Jeff. Congratulations, Heather. Heather, Congratulations. Okay, next up. Actually, you're going to hand this out because I'm going to hand out yes, the okay. next one. Yes, okay. Oh, good. I get to do the power females. Best dressed, duh, Katie Storino. I mean, there is no competition. No competition. There wasn't even a runner-up for this one. Yes, Katie Storino, the 12-ish style. And 
when we record, no one's like bringing the heat on the outfit game, you know, but like she, Katie. we recorded with her in the middle of the summer. It was so fucking hot. She wore this just like big white flowy dress. She had a great handbag, great jewelry. And just in best dressed in life is also her. Like she was a fashion blog. Yeah. You, know? you, you should check out her Instagram, the 12 inch yes. style. It's incredible. Right. And also I just have to restate that like the people that are enjoying this segment are like the ones that listen to every episode. Other people are probably like, I don't fucking They've know. They've tuned out. Yeah. You guys <laughs> listen can to one episode and they're like, I don't know. You guys but yes, best dressed Katie Storino. Not even a runner up. Yeah. Um, no. Worst dressed. I was really excited to hand this one out. So worst dressed goes to Sam Morell for showing up to our studio in a pair of swim trunks. High tube socks. <laughs> Push down. Dirty sneakers, some fucking dumb shirt. It probably it's said the Tonight, tonight Show on it's it. Tonight Show t-shirt and a pair of fucking <laughs> swim trunks in September. And, and here's the deal. I don't think he gives a fuck. So good for him. No, he's the funniest fucking person he's ever. He's funny. He's, he's super talented. He clearly is not out here trying to say he dresses well. He's not a like, fashion model. We he, he, he left our recording studio and I was like, swim trunks. <laughs> I don't know if they technically were. Like... I can respect a guy that doesn't give a fuck, but you can't be out here thinking you're not going to get worse dressed. Also, like you probably can't write good jokes if you're a GQ model. Like those, those things don't work hand in hand. You can't look like Dale Moss and be funny. (sighs) Can't wait till we get to Dale's. (laughs) Clearly (laughs) we're having Dale Dale. award. No, but I think that Sam is so funny. You can't, you just can't look good if you're that funny. Right. Okay. Next up, another standard senior superlative, most likely to be famous. We're just going to give this to the most famous person. <laughs> so Nikki Glaser. But she's going to keep already, getting more famous. She's going to keep getting more and more she's famous. She's so amazing. We love her so much. Um, I feel like the next like Howard Stern, aside from us. She's already <laughs> got the show in serious. But I, all of our guests are like on their way, eh, for the most part. Most of our guests are on their way to being something famous, you know, but we just, we couldn't, this is like such a standard senior superlative. So we had to include it. So I'm really, I mean, honestly, as we were just doing these in general, I'm like so proud of the people that we've like collected on this show. Yeah. Like, so anyways, yes, I think Nikki most likely is, to be famous. Who's Nikki already famous. Be, yeah. Nikki Glazer. Most likely to get more famous. Yeah. Um, also famous category, most likely to be president. I'd like to take a moment to give this out to uh, Noah Neiman. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's the deal. <laughs> Even including Obama, who I love, clearly. If you think you can run the world, <laughs> that's some serious confidence. Right. And Noah has that confidence. He right. has that but big it, president energy. Big president energy, but at least also like let's be clear, Obama like spent his whole life being a politician. Like Noah Neiman's like a Trump president. Like he's like, "No, I can fucking do it." I'll do it. Right. Never done it, Never before. Had it before. I'll do I'll it. I'll do it. Noah Neiman is the only also the only we're we we had to like at least like take a few of these out. I was gonna do least dressed guest. Yes, because Noah, dressed, worst dressed, least dressed. Noah is the only guest to ever take his clothing off in our studio. He took his shirt off at Mouth Media, guys. Remember Mouth Media powered by Sennheiser? <laughs> it's like a tech startup space. He took his shirt off in the lobby area. Just, just walk, nobody just asked. Just nobody just walking want, around. Nobody wanted this. I'm not. I wasn't mad at it. Wasn't happened. But yeah, I mean, Noah could definitely be like, I'll do this. I work out seven days a week. I could definitely run the country. Whatever. <laughs> Try me. I just, I think that he could like win elections. Like I could really see him just like marching into a rally and being like, just, I got this. Just trust me. Pounding on his chest. He takes his shirt off and he just wins the female Right. Vote. Like it's, yeah. Like, let's be clear. Like four years ago, we wouldn't have said this, but after 2016. Anything can happen. Do we be president? Most likely to be president. No one name it. Oh God. Lord help us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We were really excited to give out this next one because we just love her. Um, best shoulder to cry on. Also, I just want to low key give her best person to read you a bedtime story. 
<laughs> right. Yes. Um, is Kelly Hagan. Yes. Kelly Hagan from our episode is love in the cards. Yeah. That's what it's called. She's a medium. Yeah. Medium tarot reader, psychic, my life coach. You know, I just could not love that episode anymore. You guys loved it too. She just gave such solid relationship advice and she read our tarots and everything like that. But I mean, she's been my shoulder to cry on so many times. So we wanted to give that superlative out. Was she our first female guest? Yes. She was, and she first. Was great. Well, remember we said first married guest and people were like, no, because the hinge guy the was hinge married. Guy. We were like, oh, we, we forgot. <laughs> we blocked it out. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That was a decent episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, she was also the first like non-famous, like traditionally famous guest. Yeah. Like, and I was just like, I don't know how this is going to go. And I know, she yeah. hit it out of the park. Yeah. You were like skeptical. I was like, you got to trust me on this. It was, she was great. And I never mistrusted you again. Uh, okay. <laughs> Next one. Oh God. Most likely to just be... Read, just read between the lines on this one. <laughs> nice, nice. Most likely to be late to graduation. Shepherd Rose. <laughs> <laughs> the Shep episode. He, he was drunk. <laughs> and he was drunk. He was so drunk. He showed up drunk. Have we said this yet? An hour late to the studio. Hour late. Drunk. drunk. Saw on his Instagram story, he was at the frying pan on a boat. I was like, he's not even coming. He was at Grand Banks. At least he came. Okay, here's the deal. I don't blame him for being drunk. They never should have scheduled an interview for evening. Like, he was here with his friends. He was here to film the reunion show. Like, they should have never... Yes, you're totally yeah, right. Like, like, he was with all of his I mean, friends. Yeah. I just... I kind of wanted... I just wanted to re- reenact. And he was drunk. We haven't said it in so long. He was drunk. <laughs> what was the first time... Where, where did Fried? that come from? That's Jared Fried episode. Oh, yeah. I was talking about your fiance leaving you. I was drunk. I was drunk. So yeah, Shep, whatever. We still have great feelings about him. He promoted the episode a lot. He was really gracious to us. So we want to make that clear that we don't like hate this guy. But yeah, most likely to be late to graduation and our recording. Yes, and was late to our recording. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Next up, I'm really excited to hand out this Oh, we just shit on people. This is a really nice feel-good one. Most changed. Um, and we're going to hand this on out to um, Derek Drescher. Yes. Ex-con turned like the nicest guy. No, Trainer, ever. successful. Motivational speaker. Right. Yes. Derek Drescher from our ex-con episode, obviously most changed. <laughs> I, I And sometimes they say like most improved. I think that sounds a little like snarky, but mo- we were reading it earlier. We were figuring these out earlier on like hour three on my parents' couch. And I was like most changed. And Raina looked at me and she was like, Derek. And I like died. I'm like, yes, he used to be a convict. <laughs> yeah. He got arrested Obvious so many choice. times. Look at him. He like changed his whole life around. He looks great. Oh, I love, I love that one so nice much. such a nice guy. Yeah. Okay, next up is most school spirit or most spirited. We're going to give this to Maria Avgantidis, right? (laughs) The matchmaker. Matchmaker Maria. She came in hot. She was amazing. She did her research ahead of time. She showed up with gifts. Yeah, she had gifts for us. She also, we had like a major like recording meltdown. She sat there like such a trooper. She's like, it happens. It's no big deal. Yeah. She texted us after the episode. She posted Instagram photos. Like nobody. She was a fan of us. Yeah. She was our most girls got to eat spirit. But like also just her vibe is like she is, you know, like chair of the pep rally committee. You know what I mean? She's just like always a smile on her face. Like, Big, like joyous energy. Like no she just, task too big, she can do yeah, it. It's absolutely like the hands down most school spirit. Okay, next up. Ugh. I mean, I don't even care. <laughs> 
biggest flirt. We should have had to throw this in. They were like, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll just do it. I guess it's Lev. Whatever. I don't have anything else to say about it. Let's move on. Next category. Stop. <laughs> I we, love him so much. Um, he we also the biggest flirt. I love that category. You know what that means for me? It's like, guess who's slept with the most fans since the show? Oh, my God. You know that's him. Totally. He's like, you know, it's so funny. I feel like we've really come full circle. Like I met him and I wasn't interested in him at all. And then I was like, oh, wait, I am. And I like thought he was so hot. And now I'm like, Not you're like my anymore. brother. Yeah. This is weird for me. I know. We asked questions today on Instagram and everybody's like, can Raina sleep with love? Has Raina slept with love? It's like, sorry, guys. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. I think that that time has passed. He's just like a brother. The window is closed. That vagina is closed. I don't know. He's going to come to a few cities with us. We'll see how much I drink. Oh, don't um, even say that. Everyone's going to start messaging us. Oh. DM Raina. Um, okay. <laughs> Best all around. I'm going to cry. <gasps> Andrew Collin. He's so our much. favorite person. We bring him everywhere with us. <laughs> His episode was so unexpectedly insane and hilarious. I mean, I laugh at this all the time. He walked into the studio and I was like, what the fuck is this guy going to say? <laughs> What is, this what is this dog he walker going to say? Ashley like, wanted to do an episode about dogs. I was like, I don't know. I'll just sit here for an hour. I guess like, I'll throw this episode to Ashley. <laughs> right out of the gate, he's like, I just I had this threesome one day. And, you know, I mean, two other people joined in. It. It's like this giant orgy. And I came by myself in the bathroom. And I'm like, what is happening? I got to say, I love how everybody tries to do Andrew's voice. No one can fucking do it. Nikki tries to do it. Lev tries to do it. You just tried to do it. No one can do it. Do it. Just let's give it. up. Let's I, stop trying to impersonate Andrew Collin. He's just so great. He's like, Ugh. opened a bunch of our shows. For eyes. He is. I just like, you know how you just know, like you and I, like we feel the way about each other. Like you, I know you'll get it done. Like if something goes wrong, rain has got it. If, if something, if the rain is sick, I got it. Like Andrew, he's got it. Send him out there, open a show, bring him on stage. He just will never not be funny. Yeah. He is the most solid go-to. That's why Nikki Glazer brings him everywhere too. It's just like, he is the guy. He's great. Ugh. I feel so lucky to have him in our lives. So Next up, I thought this was so funny and like then so fitting. Also, so we have some like really silly ones that we found. Most likely to do anything for a dollar. <laughs> Not because they're poor, just because they're ridiculous. And Moran Kagani gets this one. Just hands he is down. Just the funniest, most wild person on earth. He is a wild animal. The noises that like omitted from his body, like he is so funny. And I was like, well, I'm not a comedian. And he was like, honey, I know. I've spent 30 <laughs> seconds with you. I know. That was so fucked up. It was up. so mean. <laughs> he like, he was doing it to like create like a little, he remember he's like, I'm just trying to create a little sexy tension in the room. <laughs> but he, like this stuff, he says some things like you do. Like he's like, the place is so good to buy drugs. Like you've said that too. Like he just has, he's seen some shit. Yes. Like he, it's, when you said this, like I, he didn't even cross my mind. Like whatever, we were recapping all of our guests, and I was, we were like, most likely to do anything for a dollar. And Raina was like, Moran. I was like, oh, fuck yes, anything. Just like not because he needs the money, just because he's ridiculous. Like the story would be funny. Yeah. And I think if you told him this, he'd be like, yes, honey. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> I was trying yeah. to. Imper- I can't. I don't do impersonations. <laughs> okay. As Ashley said earlier that it was her one flaw. I swear to God, this came out of her mouth. I said not being able to do impersonations is my second flaw. The first one is that I don't like Bloody Marys. I only have two flaws. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. I'm so excited about this next one. The person you'd call to help you hide a body. Without a doubt. Lindsay Metzler Absolutely. from We Met at Acme. And here's why. <laughs> Can you, just, you just let's talk about the phone call. You have to hide a body. Who am I going to call? Lindsay Metzler. And why? Because she'd be like, 
Um, I have to go to dinner right now at the Nomad, but, um, I mean, I'll see how long it takes and then maybe I could come there, but like only if it was like maybe near the Gansevoort so we could like dig a ditch before I go up and get drinks. Is that cool? And you'd be like, Lindsay, is this like inappropriate? And she'd be like, never. (laughs) (laughs) I, yeah. Like, I feel like she's got just like doesn't give a fuck, you know, like she would, yeah. it would, it wouldn't phase her. Like she would wake up the next day and be like, Oh, we, that's right. We had that body last night. And I feel like she's, you know, got a little family money. Like she could cover something up. Like they could pay off a judge. I feel like, I feel like her dad's important. Totally. And like she's, she's the, <laughs> she's the go-to person. She'll smoke a little weed and be like, do you remember what we did last night? That was I just so love crazy. It. Like, we were joking earlier and Raina was like, yeah, you would call her and be like, she would be like, well, I got to go to dinner first, but afterwards I could maybe help with the body. <laughs> She's maybe. like, look, are we going to throw it in the Hudson or the East river? Cause like, I don't feel like going over to the East side, but There's like if it's no the Hudson, bars over there that I want to go to after, <laughs> if we could just put the body in the Hudson, that would be so good. That's where my dad keeps his boat. <laughs> we love her. I hope you just think we're like a really good friend. I love her. Like I just love her vibe. Like I would love to get that superlative. I would love to murder somebody with her. I hope I get the chance someday. Someone's gonna get pissed. Someone's gonna write an iTunes review that we endorse murder. My brother got murdered. It's really insults me. Okay. Okay. This one we've we've come to consensus on this one. You know what? I like this one. Okay. Yeah. Person that you'd most like to be stranded on a desert island with. Mm. A lot of thought went into this. This was a really heated battle. We were mm. like, you know, who would you want to sleep with? Who would you want to talk to? Who could like keep you up? I and mean, this was this is a heated one, and we yeah. came to a consensus. We are excited to present this award to Dale Moss. You probably are confused on this one. You're like, Dale, I don't see him being able to like slice through the wilderness with a machete. But it's not about that. <laughs> I mean, he could also do that because he could also do that because he's strong and hot. And he played in the NFL. He could probably chop I mean, hold on. I have a reason and you have a reason. Yeah. My reason is because like then we'd have to hook up, you know, like, right, if like we're the, only, go? the only two people <laughs> on the deserted island that we'd have to hook up. And you're My re- reason is because he'd read me like inspirational memes every day. He's positive. He is, like he would be like, you know what? The sun came up, and that's that's what we have to thank God for today. And just look inside ourselves, and you know, we're always on a desert island alone, <laughs> and just totally. embrace it. You know, like he just, every morning should be inspirational memes. Until like he wouldn't like us. be negative. Yeah, like just love it. He's like he's Mister Positivity, and that's what you need someone to keep your spirits up when you're stranded on a desert island. Well, my and like, he's athletic. And like, who doesn't want to watch he him? Can, like, off. probably like, I could picture him like climbing up some trees to get like coconuts or something. You, you know, can what probably I mean? picturing it all day, huh? I have been able to stop thinking about fucking Dale on this island. Fend <laughs> 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 for yourself, every man for themselves, bitch. All right, are we really going to end with this guy? Okay, um, I think this is hysterical. This is right. the funniest thing on earth. <laughs> I could wait. Most likely to survive the Hunger Games, Jared Freed. <laughs> Jared Freed is so he's Jared Freed's not going down without a fight. He is so he just comes across me so stubborn and such a dick. Like he's like I'm like fuck you. I'm gonna win this. I could see Jared on a big rock in the middle of like wherever the Hunger Games are, like doing bits about why the Hunger Games are stupid. Yeah, people are trying to kill him and throwing spears at him, and he'll just be yell talking his opinions. Yeah, I just I would die to watch him in the Hunger Games. Yeah, I think he's I think Jared Freed would win the Hunger Games without a doubt. Those are our superlatives that we've ended on. Oh wait, we have one more. We do a surprise one. Oh my god, I'm so excited! All right, are you ready for this? Is it best couple meeting? No, 
best friends page. Can you stop? Can I do this? Fine. Most likely to succeed, <laughs> you and me. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I'm, I'm really so sad. sad we didn't get most likely to succeed out. Yeah, we well, we did most likely to be famous. Most likely to succeed, Ashley and Raina. Sorry, you guys can call us cocky all you want. We're going to end this episode with our 2019 energy coming in hot. Live your best life. Know your worth. Know how badass you are because we are too. I'm shook. <laughs> I got nothing. That was a surprise. That was good. That was really good. I love that. All right, guys. I love you. No, I just I love you so much. Thank you, you for doing this and, and living my dream with me. Thank you. And thank you guys so much. We have the best listeners in the world. We realize that every single day when you guys tag us in your stories and you send me DMs and we've seen <laughs> and like the our live, live shows are I, just phenomenal. I can't like it's hard to even like process how amazing you guys are and the emails you send and you guys are so funny and you're so gracious and you just tell all your friends about us and thank you so so much for making this what it was this year. I just like get choked up thinking about it. I can't believe the messages people send us, thanking us, asking us for advice, sharing their stories. Yes. The people that like show up to our live shows in custom t-shirts that they made. <sighs> yeah. And I'm blo I'm constantly blown away by how insightful and smart and sensitive and funny this audience is. And yeah, yeah I mean... Yes, we grew this because we have big Instagram accounts. We were able to advertise it. But like so much of the growth was because people literally simply went out and told their the friends word. to listen. Yep. And so, yeah, I, I just want to say thank you so much too because we um, obviously could not do this without the listeners. Yeah, exactly. Like without you guys, this is nothing. This is just two, uh, two girls talking to themselves. <laughs> On a farm. <laughs> On a farm. So you guys, thank you so much. And if you're still here after the superlatives, thanks for listening. Uh, subscribe, rate, review. We would love a review from you guys. And, you know, tell us what your favorite episode was this year. I don't know. That's something fun to do. And uh, we'll see you with the live shows. We'll be announcing more soon. And happy new year. That's it. Happy new year, guys. Go out and kill 2019. Bye. We love you. Bye.